Greetings, everybody. I'm Jeremiah. That's him. She's Vanya. That's me. Welcome to another episode of the Beard and Curls podcast, where culture and creativity meets consciousness. And if you're new here, consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or follow us on your favorite platform for the latest, most exciting conversations anywhere. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Cue that intro. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Margo Bingham. Karen Parsons. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to Beard and Curls. 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 Keep it locked. Today's guest is a recording artist who is passionate about her music to change lives and to encourage others. However, you may know her best as the girl with the soulful voice from season 11 of America's Got Talent. We're talking about none other than Madison Watkins. Madison, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. Honestly, it's such an honor. Whenever I figured out who you were and everything you did, I was like, this is this is really cool. Our pleasure. Thank Most definitely. You. Definitely. So let's get right into it. So obviously you're known for being the girl with the soulful voice. So <laughs> when you first developed your love for music. <laughs> right. It is so crazy because I grew up in Arkansas. Okay. So you just got to imagine farms, country music. Like it was, I don't even know how I became, I mean, I do know how I became this way, but it's just funny because people are like, you literally, you open your mouth and you sound completely different than the way that you look. And really what kind of started everything was my parents bought me this karaoke machine. I begged. I was like, y'all better give me this karaoke machine for Christmas. And they got it for me. And I popped in the first CD and it was a Whitney Houston song. And the first time I ever heard her voice, of course, I think she's the greatest singer of all time, but I ran in the living room and I was like, mom, dad, I'm going to be her when I grow up. And they were like, okay, <laughs> good luck. You know, like they're just like, you are just a little girl from Arkansas. Like they believed in me, but they were just like, that is a big dream. So I think listening to her and just like, honestly teaching myself how to sing belting and, and just like really listening to her music. That's when I started to develop that soul of my voice. And after that, it was Aretha Franklin. It was, oh my gosh, the list, Christina Aguilera, all these female powerhouses. I was like, I want to do that, you know? So that's kind of how I developed that sound. Just touched on it. Like those are some heavyweights right there. Um, right. Sultry sound and everything like that. So yeah. And how old were you when you started? Honestly, I was a lot of people say like, oh, I was two years old when I started singing. Mm -hmm. I was 10, 10 to 12 is whenever I really just started singing. And um, I would sing a lot in church and my parents really just, they just thought I sounded like all the other kids. But after every time I would sing, a lot of people would give me a standing ovation and they would all stand up and start clapping. And you know, my parents are like looking up at them like, oh, our daughter's good. Like <laughs> we didn't know she was like different, you know? So that's really whenever they started to see like, okay, she's really serious about this. Mm -hmm. Nice, that's what's up. And uh, yeah. speaking with Whitney, you had a chance to record in the same studio that she once recorded in. What was that experience like? And honestly, that was surreal for me because I felt like I was my 12 year old self again. And uh, the engineer that day, he actually worked with her on that last album she did in that studio. So I was just like, the whole time I was there, I just, I couldn't believe 
I was in the same like room that she was in that using the same stuff that she like everything. I, I just honestly could not believe it because she's my idol, you know? And so um, I was recording a Christmas song and I feel like I just, I did so well in the studio that day. Like I remember leaving, I called my dad. I was like, yo, I was like, I don't say this a lot, but I killed it today because I felt like I had that inspiration. It's okay to brag on yourself if you know you killed it. Yeah, I mean, you worked hard to, yes. to get those results because it's not, it's not, it's not easy. I mean, you have to practice a lot. So it's, it's, I can imagine it must have been a really good feeling. It was really cool for me. And just, I think this industry is just so hard and there's so many, like, I feel like there's so many mountains to climb. And then when you hit these little moments that are just kind of surreal like that, moments that mean a lot to you it really makes a lot of it worth it and how what how is it like to perform on america's got talent oh my gosh girl <laughs> crazy <laughs> like honestly all of those shows are i think they're an incredible way to more than anything get exposure but i think figure out who you are as an artist and how the industry works so when i when i was on that show that was before I even moved to LA or anything. And I was still in college, still, I was studying journalism at the time. I was going to be a news anchor, which is like so funny to me now, but um, it really just taught me the music industry and like how to be on stage and how to work with a camera crew. And specifically when I got cut from the show, I had Simon Cowell come up to me. He was so sweet to me, which you don't expect, right? Mm -hmm. You just see him like terror. He's terrifying on all these shows. But in when the cameras cut, he just looked at me and he was like, this is just a show. He was like, do not worry. Like you have what it takes in this industry. Mm -hmm. So for me too, that was super encouraging. And after that is when I really started writing my own music. So, so that's what he said, like after you got cut from the show. But did he also provide like feedback during the show? You know what? He he really didn't have a lot to say to me. They all said really, really nice things. I think something he said to me that really helped was he told me that I needed to figure out my niche or like who I was as an artist. And I think I didn't know, like even the way I dressed and, and what songs I sang, stuff like that. I didn't, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't really know what I wanted. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I really, after the show figured out like, what do I want to look like as an artist? What do I want to sing? Like, what do I want to sing about? Mm -hmm. And that criticism, I guess, really helped me. He's like, you got to figure out who you are as an artist. And I did, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So three years later, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I know who I am as an artist. It took me a little bit. To, to really know what kind of my my niche was, mm -hmm. which is the 80s kind of soul girl, you know? Yeah, bring it back. We need the 80s to come back. So. <laughs> right. And that's what's so fun. I'm actually working on a pop album. Before the coronavirus, I was already working on it, but then everything happened and it's like, I couldn't really do it anymore because you got to be in the studio and with different writers and stuff like that. And so that is actually why I released Rooted, which is the last EP I just came out with. That was 
kind of songs that I had just written that I just wanted to release. So it's kind of like a homemade album. So which I love it. And it's like, it means so much to me, but I'm excited to get back in that 80s space because some of these songs, y'all, <laughs> I was like working today and I was just like, I love these songs because they're me. What did it take for you to get to a point where you found your yourself to be able to be confident in who you want to be in the music industry? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think genuinely it took me a while because I didn't really know how to be a songwriter. And I think that people back in the Whitney times or back in the Mariah Carey times, the songs were written for them and they just got to sing it, which to me, I'm like, let's go. Because that is like, so for me, I'm a singer, you know, more than anything. And, and that would be so cool. But nowadays you have to do everything on your own. Nobody's going to write you a song. Nobody's going to tell you your brand. You have to create the brand and then labels come to you mm -hmm. or management or whatever. So really I spent about three years. I had a, a music manager. I really looked up to, I wanted him to sign me. And I remember I went to a meeting with him and I was like, I want you to sign me and I'm good. Like you got to sign. And he was like, I'm not going to sign you unless you put your head down and you learn how to be a songwriter for three years or however long it takes. And I was like, that was right when I moved to LA. And I was like, I got to learn how to write songs. Like, I don't know about that. And it was really whenever I started writing songs that I figured out who I wanted to be as an artist and that I want to tell stories, but at the same time, I, I want to make them fun. I want to make them sad. I want to make people just feel something. Okay. And so it was really when I started songwriting. And then after that, everything came. I was like, well, I really love pink. I really love my puffy sleeves. You know, I really love my curly hair. So I just really started embracing everything that made me me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it all happened. How does the process of writing a song look like? Do you schedule time to write songs or do you wait for inspiration to write songs? Yes. So the process, it's super random as far as if I come up with melody or lyrics, but I do block out time every single week to write. So I write probably five to 10 songs a week. And that does not mean that they're good. <laughs> That does not mean that they're the one, but really I will, I sit, I usually have like, I'll be like, okay, Monday and Wednesday. Cause each week for me is different. So I'll be like Monday and Wednesday of this week. I can block them out for writing those days. And then Tuesday I'll be in the studio Thursday. I have this, this, and this. So really it's, it, it, it's kind of like all over the place, but I do have to block out time to write but it always comes from something I went through. So if that was like the day I was, I was at the grocery store and I saw this old man that I was like, Oh my gosh, my heart breaks for him. I wonder what his story is. You know, I'll go home and I'll write it. Um, but when I do have those scheduled writing days, I'll go through and I'll just write a bunch of titles or a bunch of things I've been through. Or I even wrote a song um, recently that I went back and thought about my college boyfriend in Arkansas and like, what we went through and how, when I moved to LA, my experience dating was just so different because there it's so simple. And here it's like, everybody wants to be bougie and like wine and dine you. And like our date nights were like, 
is laying in the back of his truck, looking at the stars in a field, you know? So it's really just personal experience. And then it's funny because I tell people I'll be like in the shower and I'm just like, doo, 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 and I'll hear like a melody and I'll start singing it. And I'm like, oh no. So I'll have to get out of the shower, click my voice memo and then like sing it on my phone and then hop back in the shower. Cause I'm like, I'll forget it. And I need that, you know, when I'm inspired, I gotta be inspired. <laughs> like how you said you not only like you have to feel it, but you want people to walk away feeling something like you want to give them all the feels and stuff like that. So going back to the new EP uh, rooted, uh, mm -hmm. what is it that you want fans and supporters and appreciators to be able to walk away from once they listen to that EP? Yeah, I think each song is, it is super personal to me. I want people to not necessarily feel what I felt while I wrote those songs, but more I want them to relate in their own story. So for example, one of the songs is called Crown. And I wrote that song about basically losing one of my best friends to kind of fame. She, after she became famous, she kind of abandoned me really to get real honest with you guys. And I know a lot of people have gone through that and I was even afraid to release it. And I did get some, some major hate from my hometown and from some people because they were like, how could you just like, you know, put that out there like that or make somebody look bad or whatever. And I, I was like, I'm not trying to make anybody look bad. It's my personal experience. And at the same time, I want people to relate to this. I want people to be able to say, man, this song, this is exactly what I went through with a best friend I lost or a boyfriend or anything. And specifically with another song worthy that is on the EP, I want that song is one of my favorite songs on the EP just because I think so many people can relate. And so I want people to be where they're at in their lives, but also relate in their own way, like to the songs that I wrote when I was at those times in my life. So I think I just want people to connect and, and it heal them. I think that's my biggest thing is I want my music to heal people or um, people feel known or valid for the way that they feel. Growing up, I didn't always feel super valid. You know, I had amazing parents. They were always so sweet, but I never knew how to express my feelings to them or to my family. And so I would do it in songwriting. And then I would just like show them the song and be like, this is how I feel, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know how to say in words, but I can tell you in a song. And I think that's so cool to be able to listen to a song and you don't have to say one word, but you can just show this and be like, this is exactly how I feel to somebody. So you mentioned that Worry is one of your favorite songs, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us why? Yeah, I think in my generation, in the world, and just where we're at in history right now, it's so easy to forget who you are, to kind of... Um, I know for people that are Gen Z's, I think I'm a millennial, actually. I don't really know. I'm like on the cusp. With social media and comparison and everything, it's so easy to forget your worth. 
nowadays and with everything going on man just so you guys know there's just so much like we could go on and on and on but i feel like that word has been something that has meant a lot to me worthy i want people to feel worthy and the skin that they're in and who god's made them to be how they grew up if they have money if they don't have money whatever situation they're in to know that they're worthy and that they were created to be on this earth for a purpose and to feel that worth. And the song is actually about, I went through a breakup and a guy made me feel super unworthy. And it's it was really me kind of preaching that to him and also other people that, that I know who I am. I know my worth and nobody can tell me otherwise. And what has been the response that you've gotten from people about that particular song? It's been amazing. I've had people tell me their full life stories. I've had girls get out of abusive relationships. I've had so many people in hard situations. There was a mom the other day that DM'd me and her child is in the hospital with cancer. And it makes me emotional just because it's crazy that my music can impact people like that and that people can just get healing from a song. And mm -hmm. so the response has been insane. And I just, I feel honored that God even gave me the gift of not only singing, but songwriting because I really didn't discover that. Like I told you guys until like three years ago. And when you can wrap up a feeling in words and put it in a song, there's nothing like that. And something somebody told me one time, a songwriter, is he said that he thinks, which I believe this too, now that I've heard this, I'm like, he made it up, I don't care. He thinks that God has all these songs in heaven that he has like on all these shelves. And then he just like hands out specific ones to artists. You know what I mean? He's like, this one's for you, this one's for you. and. I felt like he gave me worthy. I really do. And and I feel that's why I can't even take credit. I can't be like, well, I wrote an amazing song. You know, it's like, no, he gave me that song to give to the world. And I feel honored. Wow. I've never heard that before. I like that. You know, yeah. a musician just handing out tracks to people. Right. <laughs> that's the thing. Like he created music, right? And he created songwriting and he gave me the ability to sing. So it's like, I can't take credit for that. It's so funny. I told a friend, I showed him a, a new track and he was just like, how does it feel to sing like that? Like, how does it feel to open your mouth and that comes out? And I told him like, I'm still not used to it. Like, and I could never become prideful with the gift that God gave me because I don't know how it comes out. <laughs> like literally, it's like I open my mouth and that comes out. And over the years, I mean, I've obviously worked hard to to kind of work on my craft and make it better, but I was born with this voice and I can't take credit for having it. I agree with you. It's a gift and um, God gives us gifts and it's up to us to decide whether we want to maximize the gifts that he gave to us. So yeah, I really, I really like the way you, you describe it. Thank you. And I think that's something for me when I get to heaven one day and he asks me that question, I know he's going to ask me that, like, what did you do with the gift that I gave you? Mm -hmm. And I want to say I did everything I could 
I want to look at him and say, I did everything I could to use the gift that you gave me and help people with it and encourage people and bring glory to you. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, that's what it's about. It's about bringing glory to him. And I just want to go there with a clear conscience and be like, I did not, because you know what guys, like there were so many opportunities for me not to pursue this and get an easy job and do something that I knew automatically would make good money or knew automatically would make me feel secure. And I just, I always knew he had this calling on my life that no matter what, that I had to use my gift. So it's like, you knew that that was your purpose and you'd actually be doing the world a disservice if you weren't, you know, living in your purpose. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Preach faster. <laughs> That's it. So when did you know for sure that you wanted to pursue this? It's a good question. There's been so many times where I'm like, do I want to keep doing this? <laughs> no, I think, I think honestly, after I did America's Got Talent and I started releasing my own music, I I moved to Los Angeles. I was still in college. And one day I was I was in a sorority and I was sitting in the sorority house. I lived in a house with a hundred girls. One hundred girls in a sorority house. And I felt like God said, It's time to go. Your your time here is up. And I think I only went to school because that was what everyone else did. And he was like, I didn't call you to be like everybody else. I called you to to be a leader and to use what I gave you. So that day I went home and I had dinner with my parents and I said, I'm moving to Los Angeles and I'm going to become a pop star. And then, you know, you're, you're that little pause. You're always waiting for your parents to be like, uh, no, you're not, you know, but my parents looked at me and they said, it's about time. We've literally been waiting for you to come to us and tell us that, but we wanted it to be on your terms. And that is to have parents that support you like that. I can't even describe to you what that did for me. Wow. 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 Go mom and pops. Uh, they They're the best. And they knew what you what you had in you, but they, they didn't want to push you into it. They didn't want to pressure you into it. They wanted mm-hmm. you to be comfortable with that decision on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's something that I've even been learning in life is like you can't make anybody do something that they don't feel like it's their time to do, you know, like it has to be you. Like I even use the silly analogy of like, if you tell, if somebody's a smoker and you tell them to stop smoking, they're not going to just stop smoking because you told them to, you know, they're going to stop because they made the decision to stop or whatever it is. And I think that that is something that's probably hard as parents is like, you want to tell your kids to do this, this and that, because you want them to have the best life. Right. But there's also freedom and letting them make those decisions. And when it was time, I knew it was time. And that also gave me the confidence of like, this was my decision and I want to do this. Mm -hmm. A lot of times there is a huge difference between what people want to do and what they actually do. Right. Mm -hmm. You made a decision to basically jump and pursue your dreams and to be true to yourself. So what advice do you have? For people who have the desire but never seem to want to take the step because they don't, because it's too risky or they are afraid, but then they're still missing out on their true potential. So, what advice would you have for those people? 
That is my favorite question, honestly. Really? <laughs> it really is. That's my favorite question because I'm so passionate about that because where I came from, I looked around and I saw so many people that were doing jobs that they hated and they had these dreams, but they were too scared to pursue them. Not everybody, but majority of the people because they were afraid of what other people would say about them. And I just, whoever's listening to this, if you have something that you want to do, if there, if you feel like you're called to something or you have a gift or you have a business that you know you need to start or you have something you need to invent, whatever it is, go for that because you have one life. <laughs> Legit, we have one life here on earth. And it is so much better to pursue something that you love than do something that makes you feel comfortable. And it's so much more rewarding in the end. It always is. And there had been so many times when I've been pursuing this that I've wanted to give up, like I said earlier, and do the easy route. But I'm so happy that I've never chosen that because the things I've learned about myself going through the hardships and hustling and playing concerts where there's five people and <laughs> doing things that are hard, it made me who I was. And I knew if, if I didn't pursue my dream and what I was called to do, then I would be settling on myself too, you know, of the growth that I could have had. And so that is one of my favorite questions because I genuinely believe we're all meant to do something to contribute to the world. So if you're just going along with everybody else, there might be a gift that you have that someone else needs. They need you to use your gift. They need you to invent that, whatever. They need you to start that clothing company, whatever it is. It's like they need that for them. So it's almost like a selfish thing too when you're like, oh, I can't do that because you're there could be somebody that you're missing out to impact. Exactly. You're shaking your head. Oh, no, I right? agree. It's exactly <laughs> like if you're not living in your purpose, you're doing the world a disservice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, most definitely. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of clothing line, that song worthy, you actually turned that into a clothing line as well, too. Right? <laughs> yes. I actually so that's like my my artist merch. Okay. But I also have a clothing line that's called Hey Red, and it's a redheaded clothing line. So that's something that I'm super passionate about is I love music. I lo that's number one always. But I always want to have my hands in everything. So I, yes, yeah, so I created a merch line off of the song Worthy and Rooted. There's some Rooted merch. And I think it's so cool when you can turn a song into a clothing item. Because when you wear that Worthy sweatshirt, not only are you, you're thinking about the song and you're like, oh, this is so dope. Like I, I have the merch on, whatever. But then also it's like this, it's like another boost of confidence. I don't know. I think for me when like, it's like I love the song, it's my song, whatever. But when I wear that sweatshirt, I'm like, boom, like I'm worthy. Okay. <laughs> on my shirt. If I'm at the grocery store, I'm checking out. I'm like, I don't even have to start singing the song. You can just see it. I love it. I, I love it. it. And real quick, speaking of confidence, you just brought that up. So you talk, I think you mentioned it before that that's one of the subjects you could like do a two-hour lecture on. So why is it important for people to have self-confidence? Mm, that's a big question. <laughs> I think it just goes so much. I think confidence and purpose go hand in hand. 
And I think when you're confident in who you are, it allows you to live out your purpose and, and the gifts that you have. Because think about if you're insecure, you're going to be questioning every gift that you have, you know, or every everything in your mind that you could do with your life. You're like, well, I don't know. Am I good enough? Blah, 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 blah. But it's like when you're confident in who you are, and that is so much easier said than done. We all know that. Every single day, every single person struggles with confidence. But I think whenever you start realizing your worth and you start realizing that there's only one of you on this earth, and if you're not confident in who you are and what you've been given, then you're not going to be able to live out your purpose. And for me, honestly, I've gone in waves of confidence. And it's crazy because something I get, it's like, you know, when people are like, describe Madison in three words, you know, it's like most people in that three words, they they say the word confident or they say, you know, you're one of the most confident people I've ever met. And to me, I'm like, what? Like, I don't view myself like that at all. But I think it's because for me personally, it's I know who I belong to and I know whose I am. And so it's like you think about if you got somebody always backing you and you got some like if I fall, somebody's going to pick me up. If I'm not okay, someone's going to help me. You're always confident in who you are, because no matter if you fail or whatever happens in your life, you know, somebody's got you. So for me, that's my relationship with God. I know that he's got me. And I think having that self-confidence, being confident in who I am allows me to live out my purpose in such a cool way. Because like we said earlier, when I'm confident, then I live out my purpose and then I'm actually serving the world by giving that to them. I've read this once, like somebody describing, like looking back on their life, like an older person looking back. And I'm like, that's a really good way to live your life. Like, how do you want to look back at your life? Mm -hmm. So let's say you're like 70 or 80 and you look back. Are you going to regret the choices that you didn't make? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Opportunities that you didn't take because of fear, because of what people may say, because of, I don't know, whatever reason. Right. Is it going to be worth it? You know what I mean? So when good. You, that's one of the things that I often remember, remember because I'm mm -hmm. like, we have to learn from others, you know, we have to learn from others that um, that have more wisdom, you know, that can really give good life advice, because when somebody has lived their life, they they actually know what the priorities are in life. A lot of times when you're younger, it's like you may have different priorities and you may not realize. But people that are like older, they 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 can be very wise at times and, and they they know like, oh, this is really not worth it. You should, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal to, to actually try, you know? So that's why I think like not living your purpose doesn't really make sense at the end of the day. That is so good. And something that I think about when you said that too was, I want to look back on my life and I tell my friends this literally, they'll tell you religiously. <laughs> I want whenever I die for people to say, Madison served me and loved me and made me feel special more than anything else. Didn't matter how many records she sold. It didn't matter how many concerts she sold out, whatever. I want people to say, like you said, look back. Mm -hmm. I want to, I live every day of my life. Like what do, whenever I die, what is my legacy? You know, and I want people to say, 
she made me feel so loved and who I was, or she encouraged me to pursue my purpose, you know? And I think that is, it tags along with what you're saying too, because it's like, how can we love people like that every day? That it's not only just about career or what am I going to do with this, this and that. It's like, how can I love people to where when I'm 80, all these people say, wow, she lived her life serving and loving other people over herself. Life of service uh, where people can really feel like you made an impact on their lives as well. Yeah, because it's our culture is so narcissistic. <laughs> Honestly, like it's all about us, you know, and I fall into that so many times, too. It's like it's so easy to make everything about us, but it's so much more impactful and so much more fulfilling for us when we can give to other people. And especially when you're giving your gift to other people. Mm. And that's why I think I think it becomes so important because we we all have different gifts. Like I'm not that good at what he's really good at and he's not that good as, at, at what I'm really good at. So um, if God gave us, all of us a specific gift and we bless somebody else with that gift we're basically giving that person the best that the person could receive because we're right. giving that person our gift so if i want to give you something that is not my gift i'm basically maybe have good intentions but i'm giving you 50 percent. but if you receive it from somebody that is fully in their purpose then you, yeah. you will get 100 percent. you're so wise <laughs> You are. You have so much wisdom. I'm serious. I'm like, girl, you better keep preaching it to me. <laughs> You're cute. Thanks. I'm serious. So, like, uh, we talked earlier about like Whitney Houston, and obviously she passed away, so you didn't get to work with her. But when you think about like, you know, where you want to go musically, and maybe people you want to work with, is there an artist now that maybe you want to collaborate with? Yes, there's so many. I think my biggest, I mean, dream would be to do a song with Bruno Mars. I think he is one of the most talented artists of our decade, literally. I think he he's so talented. He and I are very similar as far as music that we like. I love like old James Brown. Like I just love old music, Michael Jackson. Like that's literally my friends are the car and I'm like, playing all these old records. They're like, can we listen to like pop music? I'm like, why? <laughs> but yeah, I just think he, he just is such an amazing artist. He's an amazing voice. He's a great performer. I went to his concert and it was the best concert I've ever been to in my life. And I would love to work with Justin Bieber. I think he has such a cool story right now just really how his life has been completely transformed by God. And I think that means a lot to me. And so I really feel like I would connect with him on that level and just like our purpose and, and why we're doing what we're doing. And what's so cool about this industry is like, I think it's changing to where people just want to work with talent and they want to work with people that are like-minded and I think for a while, it's like who has the most numbers or whatever. But it's been really cool for me to see these big artists that reach out to these upcoming artists and do records with them. And Justin Bieber has been doing that a lot lately. He's been kind of working with more up and coming people and doing collaborations that have 
taken their career off just because he he saw their talent and he saw their heart and their character. And I think that's really, really neat. For me, musically, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I know that people come along the way. I mean, I love what everybody, I don't want to bash anybody, but like, I'm just, I'm not going to sing about what most people are singing about nowadays. You know, mm -hmm. like for me, my whole career is not going to be singing about sex and money and drugs. Like, that's just not me. You know what I mean? It's, and that's great if it's other people and that's what they want to do, but that's just not me. Like I have so many deep things that I want to talk about and I just have like so many things that I want to do to really change people in their hearts that I want to work with people that are on the same, same track as me. Yeah. I was just going to mm -hmm. say, you had just way too much soul to be <laughs> from this other stuff. <laughs> Exactly. We, we need that soulfulness because we're not getting enough of that nowadays. So, thank you, and you. I'm gonna keep that coming. I'm gonna keep that because that it's just crazy. Like I don't, like I said, I don't know where I got that. It was just a God given gift because my parents are like, we don't know why you sound like that, or we don't know why you have that that soul in you. But it's just, it's, and you know what? It's cool because that's a part of my purpose as well. Is that different types of people connect with my music because of that soul, you know? And like, I'm a white girl from Arkansas. You know what I mean? Like I am, that's like, just, that's the bottom line. And like the fact that God would give me this soul and this, this voice is like, it connects me with, I've seen so many different ethnicities, so many different backgrounds, so many different people. And I think if I were to sing like country or something else that that, maybe not, might not be the case. You know what I mean? But he just gave me that for a reason. I don't, I'm, I'm still like so grateful for that to be able to connect with all different types of people. I think that. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I like agree. That, yeah. And he, he gave you the voice and he gave you the personality to connect. Thank you. Yeah, it, yeah I, I think it came in the same package. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because, because like with your voice, you can reach all kind of ethnicity and with your personality, you can connect with them. And with the curls too. So that's like that trifecta <laughs> right there. Look, you know, Madison, you, you, you fit in. You were meant to, you know, stand, stand out. out. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's another thing. I'm like, I got curly red hair. Like it's just all like, I would be so silly not to see that he he has a, a cool plan for my life. And I, I feel so just grateful for that, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. 2021 is here. What can we expect from you? Yeah. So I can't talk a lot about this because I'm under contract right now. But I am filming something right now that will be coming out in February. So 2021, I might be on a TV near you. <laughs> That's all I can say. So I'm really excited about that. And we'll just see kind of where that takes me and how that goes and stuff like that. I'm going to be releasing a lot more music. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to do a full album right now or if I'm going to do singles because I just, I just love all these songs I'm working on. And sometimes I feel like when you release singles, it's like you get the right attention for each song, you know, 2021 is going to be a really amazing year. What that means to me is I think I'm ready for God to 
really open up an audience for me that's bigger than where I'm at right now and in his timing. But I feel like he's been telling me lately, prepare Mads, you know, you need to really, really know who you are before this thing takes off because if God elevates me in the music industry or, or allows more people to know me, there's no turning back. And I think that's something that he's always really put on my heart is that you need to, your foundation needs to be so strong so that whenever he does whatever he wants with me, that I can be firm in that foundation and who he's created me to be. Got to be deeply rooted. I love it. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> rooted. <laughs> yes, totally. So, so Madison, where can someone find you online? Google.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really, you can Google my name. But yeah, it's my Instagram is, and I think it's, yeah, down here, it's Madison underscore Watkins. I've been doing a lot of TikTok. So I have a TikTok called, it's my username's It's Mad Watt. YouTube, really, honestly, if you go to Google.com and type in Madison Watkins, you can find anything about me. And it's kind of an easier way to find my music, Spotify. I'm on all the music platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, any of those. Nice. That's what's up. All right. Well, we know how to find you. So Madison, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on and just blessing us with everything that you share with us. And we sincerely wish you all the best going forward. Thank you. Honestly, it was so amazing meeting you guys. I'm like, you guys are a treat. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our show for today. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, like it or not, Beard and, and Curls is the new his and hers. hers.